the Titans, the Mount Rushmore players we all know the names of. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers. Then there are the Giants hoping to join this group. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. Nonetheless, you can't forget about these new guys hoping to dethrone everything those that came before them created and blaze their own trail into NFL history. Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Mac Jones. Men that won't let you forget who they are. And if you do, they'll be more than happy to remind you. This is the show where we'll talk about all those legacies and so much more. We'll follow these storylines from the beginning of the season all the way to the climax of the Super Bowl. We'll see Giants fall and watch new men who you never expected to take over stand tall. Through adversity and victory, the NFL has it all. We will cover every minute of it here. No buts about it. Welcome back to No Butts About It. It has been a whole month. It is July 3rd. I think the last time we recorded was in May. We took June off. We're going to do a soft reboot here with uh, one episode a week for July and then hit the preseason running in August. A um, couple updates on Chuss's side is he now has an Ethernet cable. So hopefully he won't cut out anymore. Thank you, Mr. Lentz, for providing that. Um, yeah, I mean, fingers crossed this is like the first time we've ever used the new plug with the new Ethernet cable connector. I don't know how well it's going to work. Hoping it works wonders, but obviously I'm sure there still will probably end up being technical difficulties on one side or another. No, Nothing's ever perfect, but... You know, we're, we're looking up. We're looking up since since May. So we strive. For that. Yeah. So what happened was May, we kind of just disappeared. We had that episode with the rookie and he was naming his football teams that never made it up onto YouTube. To my knowledge, it is on Spotify and Apple podcast. But Chuss and I both got really busy. I was looking for a full time job. Chuss was running an intramural basketball league. Neither of us had time to edit or do anything. So. There are actually videos like in a vault that are unedited and they may make their appearance one day. They but will. They will. Right that now. Is, that is a promise, but they are in the vault. We aren't some stingy music company that's holding a bunch of music hostage like some of these artists. Like, uh, you know, for anyone out there that listens to certain, you know, I don't know what uh, kind of demographics here that listen to certain music here, but I know... Uh, the uh, the great Juice World has like over four hundred songs vaulted, and they said that this upcoming album is going to be his last, and that means that there's going to be at least like three hundred and eighty songs that will never see the light of day. But unlike Juice World's record label, we will be releasing these videos out of the vault, whether it's way too late or in enough time. But I, I think we'll get them up in the next next month or two. So. Well, I, I wanted to put this out there before he started playing. I made a video about Jordan Battle, and it's in the vault. I think Jordan Battle is going to be phenomenal for the Bengals, and I just want to get that on tape before the game happens. The way his when first is, game happens. I was going to say, Mr. Joshua, um, do you happen to know when the first preseason Bengals game is? Uh, and the reason I ask is just because that should be like a good deadline for – Whenever we'll probably have it up. Definitely want it up before that first preseason game just to prove that both me and Josh know what we're talking about here. Yeah, yeah. Let me consult um, Mr. Google. Mr. Google, I'll call him up. 
It is, uh, according to Mr. Google, it is Friday, uh, February, or yeah, not February, August 11th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time against the Green Bay Packers on NFL yes, Network. Yes, sounds about right. So, August 11th. Cool. So, definitely want to have that video up no later than August 11th because me and Josh are very high on the Jordan battle. You know, once again, hate that he is. In I orange, am but... so high on him. He, yeah, this, I think this is probably my favorite rookie that we have drafted since Burrow. Mainly just because you loved him so much. And he's a good, sa- will... like, he's a good player. He's a good safety too. But the fact that I knew we were going to get a new safety because both Bates and Bell left. But then the fact that it was Jordan Battle just made it so much better. Yeah, it still made me sad on the inside. It still does, but um, it's one of those things where, you know, I'm happy for him. And I know you tagged me in that one. He, you know, Josh tagged me in an Instagram post of Jordan Battle on his actual Instagram account, which I have been following over the last couple of years. And I did see it, even though he had tagged me, just a, almost like a reminder type thing where it's like, oh, yeah, I saw this. And then he reminded me. And then I was like, oh, well, I support him regardless. And. You know, and I still stick by that because, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of the team, but I'm a fan of the player. Um, I mean, that, that goes for so much. I mean, you, you think about like back um, back in the day, like my my dad was a big, you know, you know, McCarthy fan. You know, Mike McCarthy grew up in the area of where my dad lived and he actually kind of knew of the younger brother or older brother or probably younger of Mike McCarthy didn't know Mike real well but like when the Steelers played the Packers in the Super Bowl it was one of those things where it's like give and take he's like he was happy for the McCarthy family if they won but also like the Steelers hometown team so but I mean it's the same gist here in a way only I really don't know Jordan Battle's like family (laughs) but I I know somebody that knows him played played some sports with him so Ben Skoranek went to the rival high school not the high school I went to but our high school's rival and I watched him play during the games when we played them. He got drafted in the NFL. He's a wide receiver for the Rams. So in the Super Bowl, it was someone from Fort Wayne was going to win. It was either going to be Ben Skoranek or Jesse Bates, who was also from my hometown. So then when Playball Inc., which is like an autograph memorabilia store, they went out of business in Fort Wayne. They had a 50% off sale on everything. I went in there, found the Ben Skoranek jersey, now I have a Rams jersey in my closet, but it's only because it's Ben Skoranek. No, no one else. It's, it's it's fair. It's but fair. let's let's get I mean, in. I, let's get in the show a little bit here. You did send me, and I don't know how much you know about this. I don't know a lot about it, but you sent me something about Netflix is making a show about Jerry Jones. Yeah, so I don't. I didn't read too much on it. I mean, I sent that to you about 10, 15 minutes before we were set to record, so I didn't really do too much research on it. It might even be completely false, but the, that is some <laughs> news going around currently. I, I, I would, I, I would believe that it is not fake, but it is something that is rumored to be in the works. Which I don't know. I think, I think Netflix and like all these just different streaming platforms are pretty much just making a show about anything at this point. Um, so am I going to watch the Jerry Jones documentary? Personally, I probably won't unless it's just like one of the top trending things on Netflix at some point, because that's typically how it works. But, um, 
yeah, I don't know. I mean, we'll we'll see what we'll see what happens. But I did read about that. That is that was posted before we had recorded. I had sent it to Josh, and it was posted like thirty three minutes ago. So at this point, while we're recording, it was posted about an hour and twenty or so minutes ago. So, so relatively newer news, not something from like a month ago. This is this is relatively newer. So I don't know how you would feel about a documentary. <laughs> I don't even know if you watch Netflix, but um, I, I don't really I, – I couldn't – personally, I couldn't care less. I would rather watch um, that – I can't think of the show name, but the one with like where they, they take those those like really bad teams and they'll record them for a season or whatever. It's like the Knockers or whatever. Oh, Hard Knocks. Um, hard Knocks, yeah. I could not remember the name. I would rather watch that than a documentary on this guy. Not, well, no so scary, but. I went to – Dov Kleiman is the guy who tweeted it, and I went to his page. It says, Netflix is set to secure a 50 million 10-episode docuseries on Cowboys owner Jerry Jones. More here. And then he put a link to brobible.com. The comments on the article are not optimistic. One guy commented, how not to win? Um, A couple people commented, nobody's watching that. Um, a couple people just commented the photo of him. We talked about it on the show a few months ago when he was at the, uh, protests against when they start reintegrated the schools against segregation. He was just like, I was just curious. That's why I was there. Yeah. A couple people just commented that photo and were like, is it going to be about this? So definitely, uh, that's actually, that's actually something I didn't even think of. Maybe it would revolve something around like with that being a scandal and just different things that have gone, you know, up and down. But I mean, I feel like how could you write a whole documentary like on just that piece? We've got some, the the segregation thing. We got some burning money gifts. We've got Netflix explained how to trick a fan base into believing you're a quality owner for three decades. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I don't don't think it's going to, do too well if the comments are any indication well i mean it's one of those things where it's just not interesting in my opinion it's not it's it's just that they haven't really done anything over the last 20 years or so i mean it's it would be more interesting if you made like you know it's something about any anybody else in the nfl that's actually had some success that's why a lot of times like when you watch back on those those super bowl videos where they'll they'll recap the entire season whether it's you know i have a russell wilson seattle seahawks super bowl 41 whichever one they won it wasn't it wasn't it was like 40 something they won two with russell yeah so so the one um so i have one of them on dvd and it's just fun to watch I'm i'm not a seattle seahawks fan that much i mean i just had the seattle seahawks shirt for Jordan battle with the Madden thing and yada, yada, yada. But, um, I mean, it, it's still kind of fun to watch, you know, just kind of the whole thing. And even Philadelphia in 2018 was pretty fun, the whole story behind that. It's just I feel like recapping big moments. I, I think, in my opinion, I don't like the Patriots, but I would rather see a documentary on the, the Patriots owner. Uh, 80 the, for Brady. Yeah, for the – yeah. So Did you watch 80 for Brady? Mm-hmm. Did you really? Yeah. Yeah, of course I watched 80 for Brady. Are you serious? Yes. Like with Sal- like I'm shocked. I haven't met anyone who's watched it. Yes, I have watched 80 for Brady. We can talk about this not uh, we'll talk about this at some other point. What's it, yes. quick review? Quick review. Like how many stars? 
I thought it was solid. I mean, I mean, it's been a little bit, but I, I probably, I, I was, I was pretty pleased with it. I thought it was like at least a three or a four. I didn't think it was. I mean, I definitely, I don't know if it was five, but I thought it was really average, decent. Yeah. You're, you're like the Sally Fields movie, not, not Man in the Arena, where the four old ladies go to the Super Bowl. No. Oh yeah, eighty for Brady. I still thought it was a yeah. It's a. It's definitely. It's definitely a three. Okay. <laughs> it's definitely a three. I mean, it's it's just it's just it's definitely a three. Because I gave it a four, and then I realized I was like, wait, yeah, it's it's that movie with the and then and then I thought back. I'm like, the moments are tough, but yeah, I've seen eighty for Brady. It's not. It's a it's a three star. <laughs> if that, I think that's very generous personally. I don't even know what it got on Rotten Tomatoes. Um. Let me let me look this. You're up. looking. I have up. seen it though. I have seen it. I promise you, I've seen it. I promise we had a show planned. This is just. It, 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 hey, you know what? I mean, I'm about on on spot with it. It, it has a 58 percent on tomato meter and an 89 percent on uh, audience score. So three star, I think, is a very very accurate review. I am I thought shocked. I was way off on the. Rating, I am so, shocked yeah. that it has an 89 percent on audience review. Yeah, it's, that's what it said. I, I thought it was a three star. I didn't think it was that bad. I, it's just, it's just a very weird. The, the, I mean, it's, it's fun. It's fun, but like, it's just very, it's just a weird scenario here. But, but yeah, I mean, that, not the type of documentary <laughs> that I was portraying. But, I, but, yes. So. I forgot about that movie. <laughs> you brought that up, and I, I kept confusing it with something else. At for a minute which well, i've seen I, I was like it's like i've seen it and then i was like three or four stars and then you're like with the old ladies and i was like wait and then i was like no but then 80 for brady with the old ladies and stuff was still definitely a three star that's I why i was kept asking if you'd actually yeah, no, seen it no yes i have seen it because i remember i didn't see it in theaters i i think i rented it or watched i it definitely rented it because i was like oh yeah 80 for brady or whatever whenever it came out and um yeah i just it, it wasn't that it was, you know, I, I mean, I've seen a lot of movies in my life. I didn't think it was atrocious. It, uh, you know, I know some people that had seen it were like, oh, this movie's one of the worst movies ever. In my lifetime, I worked in a movie theater for, you know, about a year, year and a half. And my goodness, I have seen some hot garbage movies in my lifetime. And that was not one of them. Is it so. like, is 80 for Brady above Thor Love and Thunder? Did you think Thor Love and Thunder was that bad of a movie? I, if I had not, if my friend had not paid for my ticket, I would have walked out. And I've only walked out of one other movie, and it was the Fantastic Four reboot. Okay, well, the Fantastic Four reboot, 100% agree that 80 for Brady is probably better than the Fantastic Four reboot. Thor Love and Thunder could go either way, because I didn't mind that movie. But um, a better comparison would be, it was, it's definitely better than The Eternals, if you've ever seen The Eternals. I think Eternals is better than Thor: Love and Thunder. They they Care Bear yeah. stared my boy uh, Gore the God Butcher to death. Fair, but I, don't know. <laughs> I just I think I think it's a very average movie, and that is why okay. it, it's very average. I mean, it's fun for families and stuff, but you know, for a, for young adults like us, I mean, it's just kind of like okay. It, it, it wouldn't have been one of those movies where it's like a game changer if I hadn't seen it or I had seen it. More okay. Or less. Well, that was Chuss's toxic movie review uh, segment that just started out of... Actually, you, you were pretty nice. 
but I gave him a three stars. Yeah. It's not, and it's... I didn't because personally, I didn't think it was bad. Oh, yeah, we, so, we, but I still was... just kept getting confused with something else that I just can't nice, figure out what I was. Nice about, little impromptu but... segment. Let's uh, let's go into what I had written down. We got a. Uh, not a lot happened in June, which was good because we weren't recording. But Kenny Pickett got married. Congratulations. Congratulations, Kenny Pickett. Pickett. I saw yesterday that Brock Purdy got engaged. So, I mean, love is in the air for NFL Brock quarterbacks. Purdy. Yeah. Congrats, Brock I guess Purdy. It's, it's, it's always June. I feel like June is a big – hey, a lot of hockey players got engaged, you know, in the NHL too, you know, earlier this month. So, I just feel like it's just the month of love. It's not February anymore. No. Well, DeAndre Hopkins, he got released. And he got released back in March. But we've kind of since then been like, where is this guy going to go? Because he's officially on the market now. And uh, a few episodes ago, probably two months ago, you had said something about how you didn't think the Arizona Cardinals were going to be that bad. This was before Hopkins got released. And... (laughs) I said I thought they were going to be the worst team in the NFL this season. And now I really think that they're going to be the worst team in the NFL. I think there is potential that they have the first and second draft pick next season. Yeah, I mean, I could see it. The only, I mean, because there's really not a team in my head right at this very moment that I could say would be worse. I mean, the problem is, is the only thing with Arizona that they have is they have Kyler Murray. And although Kyler Murray isn't the greatest quarterback in the world he isn't a rookie like some of these other teams are taking up like carolina for example has bryce young and bryce young may need a little bit of time to get their you know get his feet wet and his their team is a little different than it was last year you know so it might take a little bit for him to get used to what he's running and whatnot so carolina might be might be struggling a little bit i mean houston's also a very brand new team you know tampa bay also is looking to sign carson wentz i don't know if you heard about that i i read something where they're interested in signing carson wentz uh to give baker mayfield competition down in tampa which i think is a very odd move but person but but it's one of those things where you know i think some of these teams are going to struggle i mean any team can be trash I personally still don't think Arizona is going to be the worst, but I think they will be one of the worst, so they will probably be fighting for one of the bottom spots. So I still think they're going to get within a top five pick. I just don't know if they're going to be like two and 15 or whatever, you know? So the thing with Arizona now is they got rid of Cliff Kingsbury. He's gone. Mm -hmm. You've got A.J. Green's retiring, so he's not there anymore. D-Hop is gone. Nope. JJ Watt retired. Mm-hmm. Um, you're you have Rondale Moore and Kyler Murray, mm-hmm. and I think James Conner has one more season there. Yeah, yeah. I that's your that's your trio that you're running with, and then they're they're yeah, moving he's... Isaiah Simmons. They're gonna I think they're moving him to linebacker, or they're gonna have him play two positions on defense. Um, it surprise me if they haven't played two positions. Then at that point, they will be in one of the worst spots, but is, continue. I'm trying to remember if Buda Baker – is Buda Baker still there? I want to say no. But I'm, I feel like he got – I thought he got moved, but he might – because I thought we talked about Buda Baker getting moved. Uh, Buda Baker is still there, but he wants to be played – 
paid fairly as he plans to attend training camp, which there are some guys like mm. Saquon who they're sitting out. They're not going to attend training camp. Um, but Buddha, he's still there. So you have Buddha Baker, assuming you pay him. Isaiah yeah. Simmons is playing two positions. This isn't a team that like, where's your threat? Who's it? Yeah. I mean the, the team, the problem is, is I mean like Houston, you know, and some of these teams last year were, you know, some of these teams were trash. But Houston now, has, was, well, Houston is Houston, but I was thinking Carolina has Andy Dalton at least. Well, I mean, I'm not saying that either team is going to be, I'm not saying Carolina and, and Houston are going to be bad this year because there's a very good chance that they end up doing well or decent. Um, but I just, I just wasn't going to step too far ahead thinking that, you know, a savior season was going to be coming. I mean, I've mentioned this before and I'll mention it again. I mean, Joe, you know, Joe Burrow, you know, he was, he got hurt his rookie season. Um, you know, right. It was his rookie season. He got hurt. week yeah, nine he, against yeah. the, I believe they were the Washington football team at the time. Yeah. So, you know, definitely probably the football team at that point in time. If it was, yeah. Um, so, and then, you know, Kenny, you know, Kenny Pickett didn't come in halfway through. They finished nine and eight, don't make playoffs. Trevor Lawrence's team didn't have a really good, I don't remember what their record was in his first year. Um, you know, and I mean, like, the list goes on and on. I mean, the thing is, is not every quarterback is going to just magically be one of the best ever. So, I mean, but I mean, anything can happen. I mean, Bryce Young could go out there, you know, guns a blazing, and then, or CJ Stroud could come out guns a blazing, and then Stroud, or, and uh, Bryce Young needs a little bit of time to just develop, you know. So, I mean, so, but I mean, anything can happen. Anything is possible. Any, you know? and I hope for the best for those teams, but Arizona needs to figure something out. I mean, even with the top draft pick, they they're still missing a lot of key elements and releasing DeAndre Hopkins is not helping their case currently. Well, now that DeAndre Hopkins is out on the market, where do we think he's going to end up? Um po- probable Hall of Famer. I've got a couple teams I think would be interesting fits for him. Of course, I always hope that he comes to the Bengals for 2 million dollars a year. That's not going to happen though. I'm I'm realistic but you know I, I but listen the only thing is is he if he was it, it would have to be perfect timing and him being released this year is not perfect timing no and the reason is is because you still have all three of your wide receivers on deck so deandre hopkins would be your more than likely he would either replace boyd or be a fourth string wide receiver in case you know any of your three got hurt he's, so. he's gonna be he, we put hopkins on special teams that's how good we are <laughs> uh, okay. that's, that, that's actually huge yeah that's a, that's a big 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 move for you guys then yeah um if this was next year though i could say yes so but i um i mean personally when it comes to thinking about deandre hopkins going somewhere i mean i think it would be really interesting to see him go to a team with like a younger quarterback personally i mean imagine like him in like you know, going back to Houston, I think that'd be really funny. I don't <laughs> think that's going to happen. You know, I know it won't, but I think it'd be really funny if he worked with Stroud or like he would end up working with, um, uh, like even like a Bryce Young if they had enough time. You know, Carolina would be kind of interesting. But I mean, I think he's going to try to go to win somewhere. So, because, you know, he hasn't won 
right? He hasn't gotten a Super Bowl. He hasn't even gotten, like, anywhere real close. So I think that he – I mean, I definitely think he ain't going to Cleveland. Sorry, Browns fans. I don't think he's going to Cleveland. Uh, I don't think he wants to play with Deshaun Watson again. So, but – um. But I mean, I mean, it's very up for debate. I mean, there's definitely some teams. I mean, like other than other than the Bengals, I feel like any real team could use just some sort of solidified on wide receiver, more or less. Uh, maybe Minnesota might not need them right now, but because um, they just got Addison and they still have Justin Jefferson, so I don't know if they would really need one. But I mean, imagine that lineup. You have Hopkins, Addison, and Justin Jefferson. That would be a heck of a lineup. So the two scariest teams that I have on my list are the Bills and the Chiefs. The Chiefs would make sense. The Bills, I'm not as sold on just because I I think that he could go there, but I feel like he would be more likely to go to the Chiefs because the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes is pretty – their team has pretty much proved that whoever you give them – they're going to do well. Mm-hmm. I mean, in fairness, in my personal opinion, that team that they had against the Eagles realistically shouldn't have won, but somehow did win because they're just that it, the Kansas City Chiefs are like the Patriots almost right now of our era. Like they are really being very consistent along those lines. So I think Patrick Mahomes is going to win seven rings. I don't know. I don't think so, but I mean, I guess it's possible, but. I mean, your your top wide receivers are like Juju Smith-Schuster and well, no. these players and stuff. Juju isn't even there anymore. I know, but like back then, like, oh, okay. yeah, I know okay. Juju's in New England now. But like, but one, but you know, it's it's one of those things where it's like if they can run with that, you know, you put DeAndre Hopkins out there, you know, in that's replacement what... as their wide receiver one, that would be terrifying. You have Patrick Mahomes and Hopkins, like that's crazy. Because I remember they they were working for a while with um. I remember uh, back in the days with uh, Alex Smith, with uh, Tyree Kill and Kareem Hunt, and they just never could get that job done. Next thing you know, Patrick Mahomes shows up, and they win with a bunch of rookies. And well, you he had Tyreek for a few seasons. He had Tyreek for yeah. a few seasons. Travis Kelsey's a Hall of Famer, but to that point, he also made Sky Moore look like a phenomenal wide receiver his rookie year. Isaiah well, Pacheco. That was like, that was- that was like Tom Brady making freaking Hogan look like the best wide receiver mm-hmm. to ever come out ever. Yeah, it's... I was like, this guy is not that good, but <laughs> Tom Brady made him good. And then next thing you know, he he's in another team. He's doing, you know, it's just whatever. And so, but I, same point. So the, I think the Bills could be scary too. Um, get him up there with Diggs and Davis. That, that would be. That I would... mean, it could, it could help Gabe Davis too because Gabe Davis tends to be very inconsistent. I don't know if you've ever noticed that, but Gabe Davis tends to have some on and off games. And yeah. I think, you know, I think if you put Gabe Davis at wide receiver three, have Hopkins and Stefan Diggs take a lot of the runs, Gabe Davis might be getting hit a lot more. So that would actually be a very good move. Not for us. Either of those teams would not be a good move for us because that would just be a uh, stacked AFC because then you have the Chiefs, the Bengals, the Bills, and then every other freaking team ever. So. Yeah, and then staying in the AFC East, I've got the Patriots. He's been tied to the Patriots a lot. Seems like him and Bill Belichick have a good relationship. My only concern there would be – actually, I have two concerns there. One is that D-Hop is established and he's older, and Belichick kind of has that old coaching style where you all listen to me type thing, and that's kind of where him and Brady had a riff, it seemed. 
The other concern is I believe that Bill O'Brien, the former head coach for the Houston Texans when DeAndre Hopkins was there, is going to be one of the coordinators. I think he's the offensive coordinator. So I'm not sure DeAndre Hopkins would want to be underneath him again, uh, be coached by him again, because Bill O'Brien was one of the reasons both DeAndre Hopkins and J.J. Watt left the team. And Deshaun Watson was trying to. Yeah, well, and Deshaun Watson did end up leaving. Well, not not on the way he wanted. Yeah, but, um, but with but with Hopkins, I mean, I could definitely see him in New England, but I definitely think he's going to ring chase personally. I think he I think should. I I mean, I, absolutely. I I don't see why he should. Like, I think I I always used to trash on NBA players for ring chasing. But once you've established yourself as one of a like like one of a good like one in like I was gonna say one of the greatest players of all time, but like I don't want to put him up there with some of the greatest players of all time because, you know, I mean, there's definitely been some stud wide receivers out there. But when you solidify yourself as a really great player on any team, and he has really, I, I think you should go ring chase. I I I hate to be that guy, but like, you know what? Screw it, do it. And then and then if you lose, then it's like. Haha, haha, sucks to be you. But also, if you do win, it's like I'm happy for you. But I mean, it's it's a it's a give or take because, you know, I mean, I was as much as I don't like Odell Beckham Jr. I if he would have if they would have lost that Super Bowl, I probably would have laughed. But if they but had they with them winning that Super Bowl, I'm sorry, Josh. But with them winning that Super Bowl, uh, I was happy for Odell and he was crying. It was really funny. I have that picture still. I have that screenshot still on my phone of him. Like with his mouth wide open and his eyes shut, where he's just like, and he's like, "Oh, we're happy for you too, Odell." And it's just him crying. So I mean, they they get really happy when they win. So, well, I think they know that at this point in the league's like era that we're in, there's so much emphasis put on Super Bowls for the mm-hmm. Hall of Fame. So like, AJ Green was taught. Near the end of his career, he wasn't. But when he was with the Bengals, he was a top, considered a top receiver um, in the league. But he probably won't get into the Hall of Fame for a long time simply because he doesn't have a Super Bowl. Same with, I mean, Matthew Stafford. Like, people were like, oh, he's not a Hall of Famer. And then as soon as he won a Super Bowl ring, it was, okay, now he's a Hall of Famer. That's like, mm-hmm. that's so, I'm not, I'm not sure. I haven't really thought about it enough, looked at enough, like, examples to see if that's even a valid thing. So I, I I don't know because when it comes to wide receivers, I mean, a, a candidate that I always, I mean, from a Steelers perspective, Heinz Ward was MVP for 2006 Super Bowl against the Seahawks. I believe it was 06. It was around that year. And then um, he played for multiple years with the Steelers, and he did really well um, before his retirement. And then he's been eligible for like the last. It ha- it's been a very long time, mm-hmm. and um, each year he's uh, each year he gets nominated and just never makes it past like the first or second voting of ballots. And he is a two time he's a two two time Super Bowl champion. So it's it's I it, in some aspects yes, but some aspects it's it, even with that it's it still takes you a while. I mean, there's some cut and dry ones like you know you have the you, your Tom Brady's your Ben Roethlisberger's. Um, you know, even defensive players like, you know, you know, even with J.J. Watt never getting a ring, I still think that he's probably going to be first ballot. Like, I mean, there's some players that obviously, you know, yes, but 
I feel like with wide receivers, it's an interesting look because with wide receivers, there's so many on a team compared to like defense. Like when you're on defense, you have like one set position and it's like, oh, it's like, oh, if you're if you're this position, there's only like one or two other with you and then there's the backups. Whereas wide receivers, it's like you and two other players on the same on the field at the exact same time competing. And then if you're not doing good, then wide receiver four, five and six are going to go in. So it's it's kind of one of those things where it's like you're competing against a lot. So I can kind of see why wide receivers have to wait unless you're like a like a Randy Moss type thing, you know, where you're just just a stud. So, it, but I guess we'll wait and see. Yeah, it it's annoying. Ring chasing is annoying, but at the same time, I get it. And I think D Hop is in a position where I'd understand if he was ring chasing. Hmm. Another team I had that's not him ring chasing, but I think that it could be fun. Kind of a surprise, a little shake up the league a little bit. The Lions. <laughs> That'd be kind of funny. He goes from red to blue. Yeah, because, I mean, could you with Amon Ross St. Brown, you've got, uh, I mean, Jared Goff is, I, he, he was kind of under the radar last year. He was better than people made him out to be. He, Jared Goff had the best touchdown to interception ratio in the league last year. I mean, he he they made that push at the end. Dan Campbell's fun. He's a great. He's a fun coach. A guy I really like. Players coach. Honestly, they could really if DeAndre Hopkins went to Detroit. That would actually I would actually think it would be kind of fun too. It would be. It would be. I would watch I guess, those games. I, that would make the Lions must-watch football. I think because well, because you never know at that point. Because next thing you know, they start getting hot. Or they even go ten and seven, and everyone's like, "Oh, the Lions!" And then the Li- watch like the Lions push through, and everyone's like, "Oh my gosh, it's the freaking Lions!" Because they've never even like I don't even know how close they've ever gotten to a Super Bowl. So because I know they ne- they've never won one, but I-, I just don't know if they've even been in one. I don't think they've, they've ever been, been in ever. one. Yeah, I just imagine the fans of Detroit being so excited if their team with D Hop and Goff and all these players just push through to like the you know the NFC Championship this coming season i think that'd be a lot of fun if d-hop went there personally that's a, that's a good that's a good one if there's a year for the lions to make a run for the division it is this year because perfect year perfect year green bay packers kind of restarting jordan yep. love at quarterback we don't know how he's gonna do they've ran the north They're for nice. a while the bears are there uh, <laughs> i i think the, the bears are well, they're, they're upset with Chase Claypool. Did, they, did you hear Chase Claypool's doing some modeling in France or something? No. I, I, yeah, he's he was doing some like, I I don't even know. My, I was I was showing some pictures. It was like he was modeling with some male his like male purses and stuff and some just different things. And I don't know. I mean, the outfits were definitely odd. But like, yeah, like they said that the Bears organization was a little like perturbed with him being over there um doing these modeling things and overall they're just a little upset with him i mean he he, like then on twitter you'll see him do something for the kids and be like thank you to the chicago bears organization for making this happen but then like but behind closed doors these rumors keep swirling that they're not happy with claypool i mean they they they, there's a rumor during the draft that the bears wanted their pick back like their 32nd pick they were going to try to trade for it you know the one that we got joey porter jr with but they they wanted it back because you know they were like uh, this isn't worth the Chase Claypool wasn't worth it for us so you know they were gonna I mean we weren't gonna take Chase Claypool back but like 
They were there. They were a little upset. The co- they got conned by the con master. It, yeah, I mean, but really, like, the Bears aren't a threat. The Packers are up in the air. The Vikings are really all you have to get past, seemingly, if you are the Detroit Lions. They've got Justin Jefferson. Um, you got Kirk Cousins. TJ Hauschman-Zada, who used to play for the Lions, is there. So they have a I, they have a team in Minnesota, but I think they are beatable. I think the Lions could beat them. Well, they are beatable. Uh, cue up the uh, New York Giants game. The New York – oh, uh, Vikings. Yeah, then they lose to the Giants, and then because in the in the uh, in the playoffs, because so, I'm pretty sure it was the Giants beat the Vikings, and then the Viking, and then the Giants went on to play the Eagles, and then the Eagles beat the Giants, like a crushed Giants. Yeah, game. Giants beat the Vikings. Yep. Yeah, because it was a it was like a six and three or something like that, or a two and it was, I don't think it was a two and seven, but I think it was three and six, and um. I just I just thought it was the funniest thing, in my opinion. So I think the Vikings, um, unless they make some, like, super big changes, I, I, I don't really see them as a huge threat. I mean, I think they're one of the – I think they would be one of those teams where they would – they could win the division, but if Detroit puts up a good season showing and they finish, like, 10-7 and 7 or something and they just get hot at the right time, like, right towards the end of the season, oh, they would, they would run through. They could run through. Detroit? At least in the NFC Championship. I think so because they would be – at that point, they would be probably either the fifth or sixth seed, and then they would probably play, um, depending on the records, they might end up meeting – they could end up meeting up with Minnesota in the first round. Well, the NFC hard. sucks. Yeah, I mean, but – So, I mean – I mean, so, like, it, it, yeah, you get hot at the right time, and it's like – because when Detroit was starting to get hot right around the time Jacksonville was getting hot, I'm like, oh, great. Imagine a Jacksonville-Detroit Super Bowl. And then, granted, Detroit didn't make it, and Jacksonville lost in the second round. But, um, or I, I keep saying rounds. It's it's not rounds. It's well, they're rounds. They're wild card rounds, divisional rounds. Yeah, but it, first round, second round, third round is a term typically used in non NFL sports because in like hockey, it's first round of playoffs, second round of playoffs, Eastern Conference, Western Conference Finals, and Stanley Cup. Whereas this one's actually a wild card divisional and then NFC AFC Championship Super Bowl. So I apologize. That is how these specifics go for any of our uh, football noobs out there. Uh, I I need my Dan Campbell bobblehead. I still don't have it, but I I, I would be okay with the Lions losing to the Bengals in the Super Bowl. Um, but. We, we mentioned the Minnesota Vikings a bit. Moving on to another free agent who's been a big deal. Big talk surrounding him. Mr. Dalvin Cook was also released. Um, 2017 rookie. And we've been seeing running backs get cut quicker than most other positions. Especially, which is weird because, well, it's understandable, but it's weird because the game of football started as a run first game. That was where it was very run heavy. And up until maybe the last 20, maybe 30 years, it's become more pass heavy. But back in the day, it was very run heavy. You had your guys like uh, Barry Sanders, Jim Brown, Walter Payton. And now we're seeing guys get cut after their rookie contracts, even. And uh, Dalvin cook, who the both D 
D-Hop, Dalvin Cook, and Ezekiel Elliott. These are all guys that are free agents right now. And if three years ago I told you they were all going to be free agents, you probably would have laughed. But he's Dalvin Cook is a free agent. Um, he's been tied to the Dolphins primarily. I think that could be an interesting signing. I don't know if he would necessarily benefit them. Bengals sent Samaje Pirine to Denver, where he'll be with Javante Williams. Um, Bengals did draft Chase Brown in the fifth round, I think, of this draft. So maybe they don't go after him, but I could see the Bengals maybe going after a veteran running back as well to help uh, Joe Mixon. Also, with Joe Mixon being in the news, it's kind of up in the air with what's going on with him. Uh, and he, he's kind of struggled the last two years with injuries, so having another veteran guy on the field would be beneficial. Those are my two teams for Dalvin Cook, though. I mean, yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, there, there's really – I mean, I definitely, you know, I, I mean, I definitely have a little bit of uh, growing love towards the uh, Miami Dolphins, just, just how it be. But, um, I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing Dalvin Cook down there. Um, it would be pretty cool. Uh, some point in in the fall, I will be uh, flying down to Miami to actually to see a Dolphins game, so that will be pretty exciting. So it'd be kind of cool to see him on the field during one of those games. Uh, I mean, Zeke would probably be just as fine, but I think Dalvin Cook's always been more of like a uh, a better, in my opinion, I felt like Dalvin Cook was always a safer option, even in like a fantasy football type sake over Zeke, because I felt like Zeke got hurt a lot more. Now, granted, they used to use the heck out of, excuse me, they used to use the heck out of him. Now, Dalvin Cook, they did use the heck out of him too, but like he usually kept his own and then Mathis in. Uh, is right it's like alexander madison yeah yeah he he always like you know was always a good solid backup too and then when you know cook would get hurt he would just kind of slide in there and stuff but i I think i think you know i mean with running backs i I think it could go like either way i mean obviously there's some teams that you you just don't really need running backs i mean like you're not going to go stick them over in san francisco you know you know with christian mccaffrey i mean i feel like that neither of those running backs would make sense over there um you wouldn't stick them really in you know some like you know the Steelers don't really need a running back um and I mean like I could just go on and on I mean some of these teams just either have young running backs coming up you know like Kansas City has you know that Pacheco that's going to be pretty good I don't really think they would want Zeke or Cook I mean they could work there but like what's the point and then obviously Dallas isn't going to Dallas got rid of Zeke and they're moving up uh, Pollard, but I mean it just it's just like a wait and see game type thing. I mean, definitely would be definitely would be interesting. I mean we'll definitely have to see, um, but I, I kind of agree with uh, your two team picks. But we'll uh, we'll wait and see. I mean it could end up being one of those things where these these players don't get signed until mid season, because I mean that's kind of what happened with Odell. I mean he we we were like where's Odell going and. Um, I, I you know raised my mind again back that year. I don't know if you remember what um, happened, but wasn't he like linked to some other team before the Rams, and everyone thought he was going to go there, and then he ended up going to the Rams? Because I swear it was like I don't remember, or maybe it was last year. I, I don't remember. Last there, there was year he was getting linked everywhere because he was coming off his Super Bowl ACL injury. Oh yeah, so yeah, he wasn't really able to year, play yeah. till. Last year, 
or mid-season last year, and so people oh, were like, "Oh yeah," and then he had that scandal on the plane. Uh huh. Yeah, and I think then that was last year I was I was kind of I don't know why I think I interlinked that with 2021. As the year yeah, went on, people were like, year. "Oh, this team's really good. He should go here because they might go to the Super Bowl." And this team, or mm-hmm. so yeah. So, um, but he ended up. I think I think there was one point he was linked to Tampa and some other teams, and then like it was like early November came around, and they were like Odell Beckham Jr. scandal, and it was like right after he just got off, you know, it, rumors with this team and this team and i was like oh my goodness and then he never got signed i don't believe so, now he's with the ravens which is yeah i forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, he is he is with the ravens I and think that's gonna lamar good. wanted both d hop and odell so maybe i doubt it maybe that would work but no no at, at, don't do that to me i like d hop too much well in my personal opinion <laughs> i don't think it would but also, I think Lamar is going to try to build the super team, and they're still going to go ten and seven, because so, <laughs> they're just they just are not. I don't. I'm not a big. I have I have better love for the Cincinnati Bengals than I do the Baltimore Ravens because man, that team is just a bunch of fools with Lamar Jackson. Bring back Joe Flacco, Baltimore. Bring back Joe Flacco. At least they got a ring with him. Ray Lewis got that ring, but um. <laughs> okay, fine. Joe Flacco was he was the field general for that game bring him back bring him back to baltimore what what do you think the running backs do though like at this point because it's we've got a lot of big name running backs who either aren't signed to teams or they're holding out saquon is holding out he he might not play this year because he might not get paid he refused to sign the franchise tag um kareem hunt hasn't been signed i believe ezekiel elliott he also has been cut and he's unsigned there's guys out there, and I mean, you're not going to get rid of the running back position, I wouldn't think. You're not going to go to a pass-only game, so you need to fill the team, but there are some decent guys out there. Like, Zeke isn't necessarily a running back one, but he's a phenomenal RB2 if you need that. Well, and, and not only that, but when you, when you think about, um, like, some of these other players, like, I mean, a lot of young guys are coming up right now i mean i think saquon barkley is a fool right now for not signing that because with other teams out there right now not being able to be signed to teams you know hell hell if i'm if i'm the giants you know release release saquon then let him go pick up dalvin cook then bring bring dalvin cook or something let saquon walk i i wouldn't play with that because that's stupid at that point so and then at that point saquon would be in in the boat that either zeke or dalvin or Hunt would be in at that point so I think especially with Saquon I think he should really consider you know right now what he's doing because there are like some people you know maybe a little older than him I don't know where he is in age range compared to some of these other top they're, running backs they're all like right the now, same but, age yeah and so and that's what I thought so like and at that point then why wouldn't you just be like oh yeah screw you Saquon Barkley I'm gonna bring in Dalvin Cook or Ezekiel Elliott and then next thing you know there's your replacement for Saquon, and now Saquon's trying to find a team. Oh, sorry, Saquon. Well, maybe you should have signed a franchise tag because, you know, some of these other teams actually, you know, just dropped their running backs outright and, you know, didn't even give them the option for that. So, I, I don't know how they how their ages work out in terms of years because that goes comes into when they entered the draft. But Zeke is a 2016 rookie. Kareem yeah. Hunt and Dalvin Cook are both 2017. 
Yes. And Saquon is 2018. So Saquon's the youngest of all of them as yeah, far as draft all... goes. Yeah, I'm going to look up Saquon. I'm I he, Saquon is 26. So Dalvin Cook is probably 28. He's 27. Yeah. 27? I mean, okay, Zeke Elliott is 27 as well. Yeah, they're so, all about I the mean, same age. They're and, and then we'll look up Cream Hunt as well. And to give like an idea of that he to is the also 27. So. To guys that are still on teams, Christian McCaffrey is 2017. Derrick Henry's 2016. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- these aren't old guys. It's not like you're trying to throw out Jamal Charles right now or Le'Veon Bell. And get them yeah, on you're, teams. You're, you're, you know, you're bringing back. Uh... Um, just yeah, like some. Uh, uh, I was trying to think of the one guy, guy that I can't think of. Oh, Lashawn McCoy, Lashawn McCoy. Yeah, I mean that's not who we're that's not who we're trying to field here. We're trying to field some guys who are under thirty and have had phenomenal great careers. Yeah, phenomenal careers. Um, Kareem Hunt and Zeke have had issues uh, in the past, Hunt, but yeah. but I mean he was still Kareem Hunt still had some he had some very solid years i mean i in cleveland yeah well even behind nick chubb though he was he was noticeable i mean well because i mean wait where did cream hunt's been three different teams right uh i think just the chiefs and the browns and who the heck i could be wrong maybe he snuck another team in there thought there was another team but i might be getting him confused with somebody else no he he was drafted by the chiefs in 2017 then he went to the Browns in 2019 and has played for them every year since. And who am I? Oh, never mind. I was thinking of somebody else. I know exactly who I was thinking of, but um, but I, I was I got Kareem Hunt confused with um, uh, the guy that he played in Baltimore, and then I don't know if he got moved to the Saints right around when Alvin Kamara was coming up, but it was Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram, okay. I don't know why I was getting Ingram and them confused, but I think just because they both got suspended at points and then started halfway through the season. Because that was the big thing that that one fantasy year I had was Mark Ingram. Was I had him on my bench, suspended for six games, then he went in and started lighting up because he would be the power back, pushing for touchdowns, and then Alvin Kamara would get all the receiving and rushing yards. So, like, they were just dynamite in 2016 or 17 or whatever year that was. So, but... But, yeah, so my bad. But, yeah, Kareem Hunt, I mean, very, very, like I said, very solid running backs. Um, I mean, they could really go realistically anywhere. I mean, honestly, in my personal opinion, I can't see them getting signed before the season starts. I think what's going to end up happening is it's going to be very similar to, like, an Odell situation where it's going to be probably, like, week five, week six, I hope that I, I never wish for this to happen and I'm not going to. I'm just it's just a prediction. So but I think there's going to be a running back or maybe one or two running backs that are starting that are gonna get hurt, maybe long term, maybe out for the entire season. And I think that's when teams are gonna be like, Ayo, Dalvin Cook, Zeke, Kareem Hunt, you wanna come play? Like we you'll be you'll be moved up to running back one and you know, we really need a running back right now. And I think that's when they would jump in. And like I don't, I don't think it's because of their skill level. I just think that there's a lot of teams out there right now that are running with the select rookie running backs that they have, you know. So and like, like I said, like if like if um, Isaiah Pacheco got hurt, 
or something and was out for the season. They didn't want to run with whoever they're, they're running back to is. I don't really know who it is. I don't really follow don't Chiefs either. at all. But but so, like, if that's the point where they're like, oh, shoot, we probably could use a running back, they may be like, yo, Zeke, you want to come play for us? You know, we'll sign you for the year. But, you know, really you only got to play, you know, eight games in playoffs. He goes in, does what he does, and then sees that they make it that far. And, heck, they could be, like, you know, five and two at one point, you know, and everyone's like, oh, shoot. Chiefs, 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 and then Zeke comes on, and then maybe they win a ring, or maybe they don't. But either way, like I think that's what would happen. And then maybe next year, after they've played like a year or a season or whatever, then maybe half a season or whatever, maybe at that point teams would be like, oh, well, they maybe we need a running back this year because we let go of this running back, and then it's just the same cycle over and over again because the times are changing. Times are changing, Josh. I know it's, it's weird. It's not a run it's, first league anymore. I know it's, but. I've, I've been reading uh, Jerry Rice's 100 Years of the NFL book, and all of the guys, who, which granted when the NF, when football first started, everything was running and guys played multiple positions, but all of the like big superstars were running backs. You had Red Grange, the Galloping Ghost, and when they were trying to get audiences to, or spectators and fans to come to games, what uh, was it George Hallis? can't remember i think it was george hallis had the galloping ghost like tour type thing where it was come see the galloping ghost come see red grange play um you had guys like jim thorpe who was an olympian i mean the nfl is built on running backs so i don't i don't personally as a person who likes history and the sport itself i don't want to see that go away I understand eras change. I understand stuff like that, but I want football to have that running variable in it because part of part of it is you can guess line based on the way players line up, but you don't know. There's, I'd say, roughly 60-40 chance whether they pass or run depending on where they are on the field, stuff like that. If you eliminate the running game and you go pass only, it's going to become – the passing game is going to hurt too. So like people are like, Oh, the passing game is more fun to watch. Well, the passing game isn't going to be fun to watch if you get rid of the run game, because then everyone's just going to play in coverage. Well, yeah. And then not only that, but then you have days where you're, you have your quarterback throwing 33 of 50 or whatever. And maybe he had a good game, but maybe it's like, you know, 33 for 50, 400 yards passing, you know, three touchdowns at four or five interceptions it's like oh what a fun day you know and then and then eventually like hell you know like if, if these teams are throwing like constantly these quarterbacks they're gonna hurt themselves mm-hmm. they're gonna either get sacked multiple times you know because blitz coverage and all that stuff or you know they're gonna hurt their shoulders or they're 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 throwing i mean you know ben roethlisberger he you know in his 2019 or 2018 season he hurt himself you know week two and he tore all these ligaments from throwing so much that they uh, that he got benched for the rest of the season. Well, not benched, but he was out for the rest of the season. They put in Rudolph, and then that whole the whole uh, Mason Rudolph era happened with the the helmets and the, oh. <laughs> the, the fun the fun era with Duck Hodges and still finishing eight and eight somehow. But yeah, nine, I don't so, even remember what our record was. So <laughs> next time when you're watching an NFL game. And you think to yourself, man, the run game is boring. Know that the run game is the foundation of the NFL. 
and we need it. I I like running. I like the running game. I like uh, my running backs out there. Some of my favorite players I've watched have been running backs. We need more beast quakes. Um, so that's what I'm going to leave you with. That's final. my final thoughts. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go into my ending now. That's okay. My spiel, as Chuss calls it. Uh, thank you for listening to today's show. If you enjoyed, please remember to like, comment, and subscribe. We can be found anywhere you listen to podcasts and on YouTube at No Butts Show. Our social media pages are No Butts underscore show on Instagram and No Butts Show on TikTok, which will allegedly have content on it at some point. My Twitter is Josh underscore butts underscore 2001. And if you would like to reach us, you can email us at bullmoosepodcast2, that's the number two, at gmail.com. Finally, our spread shop will be in the description, so check out the merch. Once again, if you enjoyed today's show, like, comment, and subscribe. Until next week, go do something nice for someone.